This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy. Welcome to the Valor Hour. This is your host, Tim Loy, joined by my co-host tonight, Greg Hopkins. Justin Watson on vacation, so he will not be joining us this week. Of course, this week we're going to be talking to a few people that are going to be competing on the Valor 63 card coming up next week. We're going to chat with Caleb Miller as well as the Ninja Turtle, Paul Teague, and Stephen Tank Wilson Jr. They're all going to join us here shortly as well as a brief Bellator 225 recap. And then we're going to take a quick glimpse as well at the UFC China event that's coming up this weekend. Greg, what's going on, my man? We're getting uh, getting down to crunch time. It's about to be, uh, you know, Valor shows, like, back to back to back. Oh, man, I woke up this morning and thought it was Thursday, and I went all day thinking tomorrow was Friday, and I thought there was one week left until we got to see some live action that caught my shows. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, sadly, was mistaken when I found out it was Wednesday, and I still have another two days of work, and uh, it's not this weekend. I don't know. It's just a bummer all day, but I'm glad – we're, we're getting really close to it. It's been, it feels like it's been forever. We had like two back to back to back. I don't know. And then now it's like big old pause in between. Yeah. We had like a five week, like a five week gap here. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're almost to the end of it. And then there's like no rest. It's like three weeks, then break, then two weeks, then break, then two weeks, then break. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's gonna, it's about to go into fast forward. Uh, of course, uh, (laughs) of course you've got action coming up yourself. We're going to be talking more and more about that. (laughs) Uh, you know, you, you've got your fight coming up September 28th, so we're going to get into more and more of that as uh, as we go along here in the coming weeks. But uh, for now, you're going to be getting that commentary uh, hat ready and uh, ready to put it on for next week's Valor 63. And uh, to talk more about some of this Valor 63 action, let's go to the phone lines now and let's get Caleb Miller on the line. All right, up first on the line tonight, we have got rising prospect Caleb Miller getting ready for his second professional bout. It's coming up next week at the fight night at the Joe. It's Valor 63 going down on September the 6th. Caleb, how's it going, my man? Great, brother. How are you guys? We're doing really good, man. We appreciate you taking some time out of uh, your training schedule to to chat with us a little bit. I know uh, most likely this is uh, what what most people would have as, as their their hell week, their their last hard week. Is that is that the case? Yeah, well, I actually got I have two days of sparring this week, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We got Friday and Saturday. Nice, nice. And of course, you're getting ready for that second pro bout. You're coming off a successful uh, pro debut at the Smoky Stadium show a few short months back. Uh, got Billy Combs out of there uh, pretty quick. And now moving on to your next opponent, it's going to be Brian Jackson stepping in there. This is the first time we've seen Mr. Jackson uh, in the Valor cage. And he's he's mainly known uh, to be to be a boxer. You know, he's a he's a pro boxer with, uh, you know, 10 pro bouts. He's done bare knuckle. Uh, and I, I believe he's got a little bit of amateur MMA in his back but hasn't done pro MMA yet. Uh, give us your thoughts on this. You know, uh, this is a little bit different. We, you know, we've seen pro boxers trying to uh, dip their toe into MMA, but I, I want to say this may be the first time that we've hosted one. Yeah, man, this should be a fun one. I'm actually really excited. Um, I'm looking forward to testing myself against somebody who's just a boxer. You know, I'm like to potentially stand up with them a little bit and kind of gauge where I'm at. Um, yeah, that was kind of what I was going to see if that was if that was something that you were interested in, just kind of testing the waters a little bit, you know, just seeing kind of how your how your striking kind of compares, you know. Yeah, man, I was 
that's really the goal. The goal is to try, you know, some new things out, some things that people haven't seen from me before. Um, hopefully gain some experience, you know. Uh, dude, I love every time I get in the cage. I take something out every single time, you know. Whether I win or I lose, I'm going to learn something from the fight. So I'm excited for this one. He's definitely going to be a game opponent. He's definitely going to be tough. So I think this is going to be a fun fight. You know, uh, you, you mentioned lose, and that's not something you've done yet, Caleb. You're uh, undefeated as an amateur, undefeated as a pro, have, have yet to taste defeat. Obviously, that's not something you're looking to do anytime soon, uh, you know, but you, you've managed to keep that uh, keep that unblemished record still, and that's something that, that's hard to do, you know. It's, uh, it's It really is, and towards the end of your amateur career, especially, you started, you know, ramping up the competition there. So you know, props to you on, 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 uh, on that undefeated uh, career record so far. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, preparation for this one you know you've been uh this is gonna be the second fight you've had to fight at 170 i know ideally you want to be at 155 uh does that yeah. impact your uh, does that kind of does that impact your uh your walk around size i mean do, do you bulk up so you can kind of match their size or do you just kind of stay you know where you're comfortable um i don't really bulk up too much um i have put on a little bit of muscle and especially in between my last fight to this fight uh but it's mostly to help when I cut back down to 55. It's just going to make me bigger for that weight. Um, I actually kind of enjoy not cutting weight because I, I want to see what competition is like, you know, what I walk around at as opposed to how I feel when I cut weight. I know from the experiences I've had before, I feel quicker at 155. I usually walk in maybe the next day, 163, 164, so I generally feel a little bit quicker down that weight, but I want to see if maybe my gas tank's a little bit more at 170, especially not having to take anything off the day before. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, I think that uh, that you know that's a, that's an approach that a lot of guys use. You know, there's a lot of guys that that, that fight it, you know, within five pounds of their walking weight, and they just don't like to, you know, deplete their bodies and feel less than uh, you know less than a hundred percent. So uh, it, it's interesting to get d different people's takes on it. Of course, we got Greg joining us tonight. He does uh, the commentary for the Flow Combat, so he will be uh, live cage side calling your bout. Greg, uh, you're familiar with Caleb. What you got for him? Yeah, what's going on, Caleb? What's up, brother? Hey, man, we were talking about, you know, you testing the waters and standing up with your opponent here. Uh, well, I mean, if that's not the obvious, the answer right there, is that where you respect your opponent the most? And where do you think he should respect you at the most? Uh, like, answer me that right there. Um, so I kind of base everything off of um, past experiences. You know, I feel like you should respect everybody's stand up. Everybody's got a chance to hurt you. Everybody has a chance to catch you. You know, I don't really take him lightly anywhere. Um, I feel like right. if I did take him lightly, I would be unprepared. You know, if I'm just planning for him to come out and box and he shoots a takedown and takes me down, you know, what am I going to do if I'm not prepared for that? So I really like to prepare for everything. But like you said, you know, respect will come in the stand-up for sure. I'm not just going to run in there with my head down and try to do something crazy. You know, I want to gauge where he's at. I want to find my range. I want to find a good pace and see what we can do. Yeah, well, this is like actually one of my uh, probably the most anticipated fight I'm looking forward to this weekend in these spots. So uh, best of skills to you, Caleb, and good luck, brother. Hey, I appreciate it, man. 
So, of course, right. Caleb, you've got, uh, you know, uh, this looks uh, to be right about about a three and a half month turnaround for you from your last fight. Uh, you know, assuming this one goes well for you, you get to two and oh, is it, uh, you know, is are you thinking this will be uh, time for you to get one more in this year? Or uh, are you going to kind of, you know, start to look, uh, you know, kick off 2019 uh, fresh? Or is it are you looking to, you know, stay busy and try to maybe get one more in? Man, I would like to stay busy probably as much as I can. Um, I really, the three months in between fights is nice and not nice at the same time. Because those two months that I'm not in fight camp, it's like I want to fight. I, you know, my, all my teammates fight on off months, so I'll fight one month, and then the next group of teammates will fight the next month. Even just like being around them when it's fight time just gets me really pumped up, really just ready to go. So. I'm always looking to make a quick turnaround. It's always dependent on how my body feels and where I'm at mentally too. You know, the sport itself is draining on the mind. So if I'm not feeling good mentally, I'm probably not going to compete as well. So it all just kind of depends on what life throws at me. Hey, I can respect that for sure, man. Of course, you're training there with uh, KMAA under Eric Turner, Joey Zonar. So you've got a ton of pros, solid pros and, and good amateurs there uh, to help you get ready for fights. And so uh, it's got to be nice. Uh, like you were saying, you've kind of got that rotation uh, going between teammates. So there's always literally always someone getting ready for a fight, uh, which is kind of got to keep you honest to it to a degree. You know, you hear a lot of times about guys that, you know, they're, they're only uh, in the gym if they've got a, you know, a signed contract and an opponent and just something to to focus on themselves uh having that many teammates that there's constantly getting someone else ready it puts a little bit of i don't know i don't want to say pressure but like but you know you've got it you've got to you've got to do your part as a teammate as well whether you've got a fight or not absolutely man we we got a tight pack uh kma we all hold each other accountable you know i think the hard thing for any fighter is discipline there's going to be a point where you don't want to go to the gym one day or you don't want to work out one day. And that's when your teammates are your best friend. You know, they got to, they got to be there for you when it's tough. And I'm pretty fortunate to have a group of guys who hold me accountable and I do the same for them. So I think we got a good thing going, man. We're, we're making a group of killers over there and we're planning on taking over the next year, year and a half, however long it takes. I mean, we're going to take over. Love to hear it, man. Love to hear it. Uh, who are some of the guys that have been getting you ready for this one? You know, obviously there's a whole stable of guys around your size over there, but anyone in particular been giving you, you know, some looks, uh, you know, for this this fight in general? Man, I try to always get some good rounds in with Dre. Um, of course, Nick. Nick hasn't been training much because of his knee, but I've got to box with him. Uh, the last couple of weeks, he's been starting to spar again, and that's actually a really good book. He's not southpaw, but his boxing is fantastic. So, always getting trained with Nick and Dre are both just great teammates. Dre has really good hands, too, so he can really push the pace. He can really show me a lot of different angles that maybe I'm not thinking about. Um, James Adcock, he has great boxing, too. Um, so, I try to go with people around the same height as me, even if they they fight at a smaller weight class than me, these guys are tough. They hit hard, and they prepare me well for for anything. You know, they they don't take it easy on you when it's fight time. They don't really take it take it easy on you at all. 
<laughs> well, awesome, man. We're really excited for it. Of course, that's going down next week. So, uh, you know, your best of uh, luck finishing up this fight camp injury free. Uh, I want to give you the mic to uh, give some shout outs where they're due. Any sponsor love, training partners, any, you know, just any, any love you want to give, I'll, I'll let you have it. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much, number one, Tim, for having me on the show. Of I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, I want to say thank you to my coaches, Eric Turner and Joey Zonar. They are fantastic coaches, not just in MMA, but they're great life coaches, too. They help me become a better person as well as a better martial artist. Um, I want to say thanks to my sponsors, Carswell LLC, um, Patron Training, Liquid IV, Ray PT to you, um, Creative Exchange, Impact Mouth Guards, and I believe that's it. Uh, thank you to KMA, everybody that trains with me down there. You guys are awesome. I love you all. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Absolutely, man. Before I let you go, uh, let's uh, let our listeners out there know where they can follow you on social media so they can keep up with what's going on uh, with your career. Absolutely. So Instagram, uh, just Caleb underscore Miller. Twitter, you can find me at Caleb Miller MMA. I'm not very active on Twitter, so if you follow me, I probably won't follow you back. <laughs> um, and then on Facebook, I have a fighter profile, just Caleb Miller MMA fighter. You can search me up on there. Um, any bit of following and sharing of my content helps me out a lot as a fighter, so I'd really appreciate it. If you're listening, if you just go give me a follow, uh, share my content if you can. Just kind of spread the word out there. Once again, this has been Rising Prospect Caleb Miller. He's looking for that professional win number two coming up next Friday night. Valor 63, fight night at the Joe. Goes down at the world-famous Cotton Eye Joe. Be there live and in person if you can. If you can't, you can catch it on Flow Combat. Thanks so much for the time, Caleb. We'll see you here in uh, just one short week. Thanks, man. All right, up next on the line, we've got a redo. We were supposed to talk to this guy last week, and we did talk to him, but we weren't able to, uh, due to technical difficulties, we weren't, we weren't able to produce the uh, the segment. So we're going to do it over again tonight. We've got the Ninja Turtle himself, Paul Teague, joining us on the line ahead of his professional MMA debut. It's going down next Friday night, Valor 63 at the Cotton Eye Joe. He'll be taking on Billy Two-Tone Combs. Paul, what's going on, my man? What is up, guys? I'm glad I'm back. I love I love a redo. It makes me makes me feel special on the inside. Yeah, right. It's like uh, double the love here. Not to mention now you've had time to like plan your material for a whole week, so this better be fucking good. Uh, <laughs> so, Paul, I, I don't I, I don't have to plan my shit. Comes my shit comes natural. <laughs> hey, I like it. I like it. That's good. That's good. Paul, of course, you're going to be making that pro debut here next week. Uh, for the fans that are not familiar with you, it's been a little a little minute since you've been in the Valor Cage, and so. Uh, just give a quick background on yourself, uh, you know, kind of what got you into MMA and uh, kind of your uh, career path up till this pro debut. Uh, well, my name is Paul the Ninja Turtle Teague, and I fought out of No Mercy MMA slash Goons Academy, a.k.a. the Goon Squad. And what got me into fighting was me playing a video game. I started playing UFC 2009, and I just felt like, I know this looks fun, I want to try it. Because I wrestled in high school, and I was like, I don't want that to go to waste. I don't want to just, like, oh, look what I did this in school. I don't. So now, I just and I met a, I met my old boxing gym, rest in peace, Daryl Webb. Rest in peace, he died earlier this year. And 
I met him exchanging MMA gloves for a smaller pair because the size of the ones I had were too big, and he gave me a card and asked me I want to start boxing. Started boxing at there with Everton Boxing, and then I decided to take my first fight as it's been there for three months. And the guy I was supposed to fight had about the same amount of same amount of time I did training and everything, so it was gonna be a fair, good fair fight. And it was a local fight, which is in Greenville, which was in Greenville, South Carolina. Then it turns out. He get, he couldn't get it. They wouldn't tell, accept his military physical, so I ended up fight, having to fight a guy who's been training for seven years, which I didn't care. I was new. I was dumb. I didn't care. I fought out to fight a tough opponent, and hey, he, he, I got punched in the face about thirty seconds. Um, thirty seconds more than I thought I was going to be get punched in the face, so it made my day. <laughs> Of course, uh, of course, you know you've got uh, you've got a, one of the more interesting nicknames uh, in the Ninja Turtle. Uh, you know that's uh, you know to, uh, that do- a little bit of nostalgia to to a lot of us that watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, of course, growing up. So, uh, what you know, what what brought about that nickname? Um, to be honest, um, it was given to me through my old boxing coach, Daryl Webb. He told me because I because I always came out with I always came out to practice with Ninja Turtle shirts on, even Ninja Turtle pajama pants, and and he knew I he knew I had a killer instinct in me like kind of like a ninja, but then I ended up telling him nah. I said I said I, I said I'm, I said I am a Ninja Turtle because I'm just so flashy with everything. I'm, I'm very creative, very colorful, and I do I do a little bit compete, so I can be fat for this fight, and. Makes it even better because I told him I'm more I'm more like a Ted Bundy. I'm I'm the type that would just hacks off your head, it hacks off all your head, and beat you to death, put it in, and shove it right back up your ass when I'm getting done with it. All right, Paul, that killer instinct talking about shoving people's heads up their asses. I love it right there. And you were talking about last week how you know Billy Swanson might have the uh, you know the size advantage on you, but I saw you last time. Walking around Cotton Eye Joe's, and you done grew on me. Like you grew like a couple inches, so I think you're going to be a pretty big guy there. So what do you think? What, I mean, like, tell me about the size advantage. There. What do you? What do you? Like, where do you got to respect your opponent? Where does he got to respect you? See, I like the way you do that. You called him Billy Swanson. Nobody knows who Billy Combs is. Oh okay. man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Billy Combs. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm glad you caught that. I apologize. Uh, Billy Swanson would definitely have the size advantage, but um, oh, definitely, Billy Combs. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Billy Coles, I'm not looking at I'm I'm, lo- I'm not looking at him with the size advantage n- anymore because I'm looking to go in. I'm going to put my he ca- he called my pe- my hands like soft, soft like pillows. So yeah, these bad that. boys. Last time I check, last time I check, when pillows are soft, the people go to sleep. So good night, Billy Combs. Even you're even going <laughs> tap out. You go or you'll get knocked out because I'm not. I'm not gonna let you nap. I'm not let you go. I'm not gonna let you take a nap because you ain't gonna you ain't gonna last long enough to take a nap unless unless you're knocked out. Because so I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not. Because I'm not. Look, I'm, I'm not looking for a choke. <laughs> if a choke's there, I'll take it. But I know he's not gonna go out on his own. He's not gonna let me choke him out. He's gonna tap out. But I if he does that. happen to go to sleep, I'm looking. What I'm looking forward to because I got me and four more of my teammates on this card and three on the next card, and. I'm telling you, us us goons, we come in packs, and when we come, we come hard. And my wife is singing the national anthem that night too. So, when, when, hearing that beautiful voice, because she she's tried out for American Idol three times, made it to the second day, the second time, was it was amazing. And we're looking, I'm looking forward to hearing her sing to start off the night 
so us goons can run wild, we can come conquer and take the hell over. Because Tennessee's going to know who the fuck the Goons Academy is and no Mercy MMA is when we get done. Because Stonehead Jackson's about to, about to let loose on Caleb Miller. The Ninja Turtles about to go all kind of crazy on Billy Combs. I mean, I just, what I want to do is grab him by his arm, slap him in the face with it, put, and put it back on just so he can say he slapped the hell out of himself. Because the Ninja Turtle is running wild. Paul, the Ninja Turtle 2.0 is coming out. I don't care anything. I don't care who he is. I don't care who I fight. Because eventually, I'm, 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 looking, for, I'm looking for Dana White's contender series. So I know I'm going to be fighting game, more gamed opponents. Like, it's, it's, it's going to be unfortunate. It's, I'm going to be fighting more, a lot tougher opponents than Billy Combs. And I'm looking forward to that because after September 6th, I've got, I've got other plans already made to, so I can train more and more. Because I, I work at a martial arts school, Greenville Martial Arts Center. I got to give him a little shout out because even though they don't put, like, they don't participate in the MMA stuff, they just do Taekwondo and Hapkido. But Master Chris, he has been amazing. He's helped me. He, he has helped me, help me get ready for this fight as well. And the kids that I, that I that I that I pretty much over staff, I, I'm like staff over them, make sure they're not killing each other, pretty much. When when you hear when you, when you hear you got like seventy two kids t- saying push it, Mr. Paul, push it. You can do this. You just can't stop because they just give you that drive that you need. Them and all them and all five of my kids. I just got that drive, the drive that I, I lost for that for that year and a half that I took off. The reason I took that year and a half, I lost the killer instinct. I didn't care about training. I didn't care about fighting anymore. I just wanted to coach and help everybody grow. But now, right. I, I'm hey back. Paul, speaking of kids, I ain't trying to interrupt you, man. I, I mean, I am, but I'm sorry. Uh, speaking of kids, you have uh, you have a little one on this card coming up in uh, uh, in Chattanooga, up in Saudi Daisy. Don't you have a little guy on that card too? We have a, we, we now have two. We have a 13 year old and a 17 year old. Well, tell us about those two our guys thir- right there, man. Um, Noah, our 13 year old, he he two and zero with one KO win, which was a liver kick, which was was a which was a liver kick, and the dude and the little kid fell over. And after the first minute, the guy, the little boy, the little boy's eye was already pouring blood. And this is and this is with headgear. No, right. I, I look at like Noah. He got that killer instinct that I had when I first started. And Noah was Noah was looking for an MMA, like a modified MMA match. But now since he now he's fighting, I think if I remember right, the guy because he's Elijah Blaylock. I think that's his name. Yeah, um, Eli Eli Blaylock. Yes, that that's what it was, Eli Boylock. Which I don't know. I, I, I know this is his first fight. Which I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to this. Him and Noah, I believe, is going to be very interesting because I found out. I found out Blaylock is Blaylock's gym's pretty much. His, I think his dad's the instructor. So you know. That's right. So you know he's he's going to be well prepared and coming. And I look at Noah. Noah Noah reminds me of a little like a, of a little Michael Myers. He just reminds me of a little Michael Myers. <laughs> Coming out with a killer instinct <laughs> yeah. because his last fight, the referee came over to him and said, "He's like, can you can you hold off on the power a little bit?" And after the corner, I know kids that age ain't supposed to cuss, but Noah looked at me and the coach and said, "Y'all hear that shit?" He said, "I'm trying to knock this man out." <laughs> huh. Well, so well, I'm excited. Noah, for that. Noah, that's the first match of the night. <laughs> that's gonna be the first match oh, of the night yeah. there. So, but uh. Hell, man, we're excited to have and, uh, you here, dude. And uh, I, I wanted to give you where shout-outs, where shout-outs are due, man. Where can we find you on Facebook? 
And uh, like uh, your Instagram, um, tell us where we can find you, brother. On Facebook, you, on Facebook, you can, you can find me under Paul Teague, or you can find me under Paul the Ninja Turtle Teague. And also, you can find me on Instagram at um, uh, Ninja Turtle Twenty Four. I I don't really mess with my Instagram much. I get on there and post, right. and I can I don't remember my Instagram my Instagram name by heart. Um, and I don't have a Twitter. Uh, I, I don't feel like I don't I don't, I don't mess with the tweets. Right. And okay, occasionally when 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 Dana White calls me, I'm gonna have to get a Twitter. So yeah, and um, one day you'll have to. I, that that one day I'll have to. <laughs> and and the only other little thing that I I, I really want to tell y'all, and I and I just want to say I want to thank Tim Lloyd. I want to thank Valor for the opportunity because I signed me and Brian Jackson signed four fight contracts with y'all. So y'all gonna, y'all gonna be seeing a lot of us. And when we come, we bring we bring we bring some hungry amateurs too, because I know we got six more amateurs that that we that that will be looking for a fight probably beginning probably first of the year, and we I know I know we got a 13 year old little girl who's gonna be looking looking to make her kickboxing debut very soon too, as soon as her ankle heals. <laughs> I so remember seeing the goon squad up there in Johnson City. Back in the day at a fight night, so Valor fight nights, I remember seeing them about three or four years ago, and that was a long time ago. And I'm sure you guys have grown since then. Um, you, uh, you, you, are you meaning tonight? I'm not Jalen Johnson. Now with that spinning back fist, the spinning back fist of doom. You what yeah, now? we was there. I said, is that, isn't that the night? Are you, are you talking about the night where I not, I not Jalen Johnson now with the spinning back fist of doom? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe and, so. And then the the card before that, I think it was. Uh, I got, I got, Tim, Tim came up to me and asked me, could I take, could I do a grappling match? And this was like 30 minute notice against a guy I've never seen. I go out and knee bar the guy. (laughs) So I'm looking, what I'm looking for is I'm coming and I'm coming out going to one thing. Y'all already know. I walk out with mask. I do my hair. I do my toenails. I do my fingernails. I just, that's just me because the very first time I did it, Halloween was the father of the week. And the main reason that I do it, I keep doing it because once I put that mask on, I go into a whole different serial killer mindset. I just want to come out and I just want to ruin it. Like my, my, the song that I'm coming out with is by a band called Dope. And it's called Die Motherfucking Die Motherfucking Die. I'm coming and I'm coming for blood. I'm taking his heart, eating it in front of him, and then feeding him some of it too. Well, that's good stuff, man. We can't wait to see you next Friday down here at Cotton Eye Joe, man. I'm excited to see it now, Paul, man. All right, brother. Well, best of skills and good luck to you, man. Thank you, and good luck to you in Chattanooga. All right, our final guest for the evening, Stephen Tank Wilson Jr. joins us. This is one of the hottest middleweight prospects on the scene right now. He is getting ready to roll into battle one more time. Valor 63 going down next Friday night at the Cotton Eye Joe. He's be he's going to be going for the, the first ever VFC middleweight championship. Tank, how's it going, my man? It's going good, man. It's going great. I feel good. I look good. That's all I can say. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Well, I appreciate you taking a few minutes of your time. I'm sure uh, as most fighters are uh, right at a week out, you're in the midst of your hell week, that final burn here before uh, before the fight. Is that the case? Oh, yeah, you already know it. 
So, of course, you're training there at KMAA with uh, Eric Turner, Joey Zonar, getting your strength and conditioning over there with Frankie. So uh, you got some of the best in the business there working with you. Uh, you know, undefeated coming into this thing, 3-0, and uh, getting guys out of there. You haven't been going to uh, the scorecards. You've been, you've been getting your finishes. Uh, you know, this time taking a little bit of a step up in competition against another guy that's undefeated and Alex Lewandowski. Uh, talk a little, bit, uh, a little bit about this match. And, uh, you know, what we can expect or, you know, you, you, you've shown that you're very powerful, huge slams. You knocked your last guy unconscious with a slam. Uh, you know, so just talk a little bit about this match. Uh, you know, some of the things that we can expect uh, to see out of, out, of, out of you in this fight. Any anything you've been tweaking, working on? Man, all I can say is you just better be ready. I mean, like you just said yourself, I'm training with the best, you know, so. They pushed me to they pushed me to limits that I thought I couldn't reach, and I'm reaching them, and I'm surpassing them. So I'm trying to be the best I could be at this. I'm not coming in here to play around and you know what I'm saying, go a distance. And I'm coming to I'm coming to take your life in there. I don't I don't I don't like playing around. You feel me? I don't. I want my I want my check and I want to get out. That's all I want to do, fast as possible. You know, not you're not getting paid by the minute in there for sure. Uh, you know, I tell you what, man. Yeah, there's there's certain guys that kind of have that it factor that you see come along. You know, from you know from the way that they're put together, the way they can talk, the way they can perform. And you, my friend, are certainly one of those guys that I've pegged to uh, to be a guy to watch. You know, for sure. Uh, very explosive in there. Uh, you, you've shown a proclivity for big slams, like I said earlier. Do you, do you have a little bit of a, a wrestling background? I I guess let's let's. Uh, uh, kind of rewind a little bit for any of our fans out there that are listening and they're not familiar with you yet. You know, kind of give a little quick background on, you know, any kind of, uh, you know, combat sports experience you've had uh, coming up and what kind of got you into uh, this MMA path. Yeah, I was wrestling in high school. My coach, Jeremy Branham, he had it. He was telling me about MMA when I was wrestling. He was like, I think you would be good at it. That should be your next step when you get out of high school, probably look into that. And I was just like, okay. You know, when I was wrestling and everything, it was like, it was it was easy. I was destroying kids left and right. And my coach was like, damn, this kid got something. Yeah. And when he was telling me that, I'm like, oh, okay, so I must do got it. And I kept doing it. I kept succeeding. You know what I'm saying? I went to state championships. Every year I wrestled. No problem. You know, sometimes I came up a little short, but that's because I was exhausted. That's why I go to Frankie's now. I don't get tired. <laughs> I wish I would. I knew him in high school, but I stopped going to him for for uh, football reasons. But, you know, I'm just in there working on my technique and everything, trying to be the best I can be so I can develop to go to the USC. Man, I'm looking for the big picture. That's all, you know. I love that that outlook, man, and and, and you're a guy that, that that can definitely get it done. I think. Uh, of course, we've got Greg Hopkins on the line with us as well. I think Greg has called all of your fights so far for uh, for the Flow Combat pay per views. Greg, what you got for Tank? Uh, I was, he actually mentioned it. I was just going to ask him one thing. I was just going to ask him how deep his gas tank was going to be in this upcoming bout because this is his, uh, you know, this is probably one of the guys he's going to have to, you know, respect the most, uh, the most that he has fought so far. And I know, I know that, uh, you know, that tank's explosive, but, uh, uh, tell us where you respect your opponent here in this spot here, tank. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't got don't no respect know. for him. Ain't no respect for him, huh? Oh yeah, I got. A, I mean, I got respect for all my opponents, but you know, what I'm saying he coming there, he we fighting for the belt now. This, this ain't no just re- no regular uh-huh. match, you know? Right. It's not regular now. Now, if it was regular, then 
You know what I'm saying? I show more love to him, but I, I want to take his fucking head off, you know? Well, absolutely. I mean, his last two fights, you got to combine the last two fights combined for what, 33 seconds? Both of those guys' heads off. So, uh, can I get a prediction for this fight here? <laughs> it's a surprise. You got to wait on that, man. I can't just uh, come out and tell you that. Yeah. You know, people expecting the slam, you know, I don't know. It might come down. I don't know. You got to tune Whatever in. Whatever my see. coaches tell me to do, I listen to him 100%. Whatever he say do, I do. So, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, of course, uh, you know, having Eric Turner in your corner is kind of like having like a like a like a wizard, you know, to kind of like control, you know, you do what he says and you're successful generally. So, it's good to it's always good to listen to him for sure. Of course, like we mentioned, this is a title fight, you know, uh getting that first piece of hardware in the MMA cage. I know that's something that's got you motivated and it's kind of that next step before you get ready to turn pro, I would imagine. Uh you know, uh, obviously not wanting to look past your next opponent, he's a tough guy, uh but assuming uh success here, uh what uh what, you know, what are we looking like uh, as far as uh, the coming months? Is it going to be a situation where you uh, you know you're starting to look towards that pro turn or you want to get another few fights in to uh, to kind of groom yourself or are you guys looking to, to make that turn pretty quick? Uh, whatever my coach says, man, I'm just listening to Eric Eric Turner, man. He's the man with the plan, so. Yeah, absolutely. You know? he, he won't steer you wrong, that's for sure. And, and you know, you're a guy yeah. that's, that's been staying pretty busy. You know, this will be your fourth fight in, uh, I guess it would probably be about six, seven months. Is that right? Yes, sir. And that's uh that's definitely a good thing to keep you you know keep you in the gym and uh you know staying ready. Of course, you've got a, a host of teammates out there on your team that that are constantly getting ready for fights. We talked to Caleb Miller a little bit earlier and uh, was just talking about how that's got to be helpful to you know if you're not getting ready for a fight, you know there's all literally always someone else getting ready for a fight. It kind of keeps you honest, keeps you in there. Right, exactly. You know when uh it's just like when if I don't got a fight, I'm helping old Vince. If offense ain't got a fight here with me, if if Caleb, you know, anybody in a Nick, everybody, we all a family in there. We work together as a team, you know, we all come as one and we and we feed off of each other to be the best. That's the only thing we looking forward to is to be the best. Absolutely, man. Well, I'm certainly excited for it. Now, you're going to be up at the top of the card. I don't know if you knew this or not yet, but uh, we, we had uh, some losses to the pro card. So the last uh, show, we ended up kind of switching things around and putting the pros in the middle and then uh, headlining our, our title fights at the end. So you guys are going to be up at the top of the card this time uh, there, uh, you know, in the last fight. So it's going to be, uh, you know, a little bit of a wait for you compared to what you've been, uh, you know, the, your placement on the cards up till now. But, uh, you know, getting getting that uh, that prime spotlight for this one yeah man i did not know that like i'm sure you just you just amped me up both times man <laughs> <laughs> you might bring the, you might bring something out of me man <laughs> now you yeah, know i uh, like that you you know your your face offs are always intense. You're an intense guy. You know you you don't you don't show any any mercy, any love for your opponents. Generally coming in, you, you want them to know that you're you're there for business. Uh, you know, so I'm excited to see the face off with uh, you and La Lewandowski. That you always make for really good pictures for sure. Uh, yeah, you know you know what happened to my you know what my last fight you. Yes. Don't put his hand in my face. I don't look. Just don't do that to me, brother. I'm gonna respect you all the way to the fight. But then when we get in there, I'm going to have to beat your ass. I'm not going to let you beat my ass. You right. Know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that just can't happen. Right, right, right. Yeah, it just can't happen. So it's unacceptable. So 
I got to do my job. Absolutely. It's all business in there, my man. Uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to let you give some shout outs now where they're due any kind of uh, sponsors, training partner, love, friends, family, anybody that deserves uh, uh, some love that you have it. Man, thank you for that. Uh, thank you to my team. Thank you to Eric Turner for making all of this possible for me. Thank you for God for making all this possible for me. I love my mom, my dad, my little brother. Shout out Chicken Ray and them, ENT Entertainment, you know. And that's it. And my girlfriend, Monica, I love you, baby. You got to shout out the significant other or they won't let you live it down, man. I mean, I had to get that in. She, whoo. <laughs> trust me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Before we let you go, man, where can, uh, where can the, uh, the listeners out there follow you on social media so they can kind of keep up with your career? King underscore 52. King underscore Tank 52 at Instagram on Instagram and uh, Tank Hog on Facebook. And that's all I got with the social media. You heard it here, folks. Tank Wilson Jr. getting ready to go into battle next weekend at the world-famous Cotton Eye Joe. Valor 63, he's going to be going for his first piece of hardware, that Valor middleweight strap on the line against a fellow undefeated fighter in Alex Lewandowski. Make sure to be there if you can. If you can't, you can tune in and, and catch you live on Flow Combat. Thanks so much for taking the time tonight, Tank. We appreciate it. Good skills, and we'll see you in a, uh, one short week. Yes, sir. Thanks so much to our guests for joining us here tonight. You can catch all of them at Valor 63, which is next weekend at the Cotton Eye Joe. And of course, uh, you know, that'll bring an end to our interview portion. And now let's get into a little bit of housekeeping, Greg. Uh, last week, it was a bit of a slow week. We had Bellator 225 in Connecticut, a lot of local faces up there. Tough night for all of them, though, uh, as uh, Corey Browning uh, wasn't able to get it done against Nick Newell, uh, drops a first round submission to him. And and then uh, Taylor Turner also uh, falls to Alejandra Lara in the first round. Uh, a valiant effort from both parties, but uh, just a tough night. And, you know, when you reach that level uh, of the sport, you know, this is these are elite fighters we're talking about. There's no easy nights, Greg. No, no, not when you get to that level. Everybody's, everybody's tough as nails, and everybody wants it just as bad as you do. Uh, that was a heartbreaker, though, with Taylor, to tell you. Of course, also on that Bellator card, we saw uh, yeah, the uh, the continued uh, success uh, from the heavyweight division there. Uh, you know, we saw uh, two Russian heavyweights uh, uh, win in the uh, semifinals of their tournament. Uh, and, uh, you know, they'll meet now in the finals. Uh, it was uh, Matt Mitrione uh, getting knocked out in, uh, in, his re in his rematch. And then, of course, uh, Tim Johnson steps up on like a day's notice to replace uh, Javi. Uh, Ayala and uh, he got knocked out too. Uh, thoughts on the, the those two big knockouts there in the uh, the main and co-main? I was really surprised by Matrion knockout. That was a, uh, I mean, I wasn't surprised that he got knocked out. I was surprised the way it happened with that uppercut right there is just uh, surprising. But other than that, uh, uh, I probably would have went with Matrion in it uh, and on the book I would have. I did take the under one and a half and just get by by my teeth, but. Uh, yeah, other than that, not not much too eventful there. Yeah, it's one of those cards where uh, yeah, I, I want one say that what one thing that was noteworthy is that we had fourteen finishes in fourteen fights. Every single fight. That, was a yeah, finish. yeah, I do recall hearing about that, and that's actually wild. We're gonna we're gonna do this. Make start making some crazy parlay bets. I tell you, especially on these UFC cards too. 
starting out like six and seven straight finishes or six or seven straight unders, you know, we're going to just put one down on both and see what happens. Yeah, and it seems, you know, we've talked about this before. It seems like, you know, once a trend starts to develop early in the card, the card kind of falls into line like that. You know, if you have like a bunch of decisions off the rip, then it's it just feels like you're going to get decisions all night. We're going to do it. <laughs> of course, uh, that'll, that'll wrap up uh, our, our short Bellator 225 talk. Uh, not too much of note on that card. Uh, and then, of course, we've got a little bit of a light weekend this weekend. It is uh, the UFC Fight Night 157. It's going down in China, and it's going to be for the Insomniacs out there, man. This one starts at uh, 3 a.m. Yeah. Eastern time on what would technically be Saturday morning, but it would be, you know, Friday night still for you and I probably. Uh, it is going to be an ESPN Plus card. And, um, you know, it, you know, not a whole lot to say about it from, from my end. There's, uh, there's a couple of interesting scraps. Um, you know, the main event is a strawweight battle uh, for the title. It's going to be Jessica Andrade uh, going into uh, enemy territory to take on Wiley Zhang, 19-1. She's, uh, she's been on the hot streak. You know, she's uh, won like 19 straight fights or something. I think she was 0-1 to start her career, and now she's really, you know, taking uh, taken off. Big step up in competition, uh, Jessica Andrade will be, though, because she's been fighting elite world-class fighters. Uh, Wiley Zhang is, has been doing well, but uh, but still against that, that B tier. She does have a good win over Tisha Torres, but I think it's an uphill battle uh, for the hometown girl here uh, in the main event against Jessica Andrade. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah. Uh- are we, you want all the whole card, or you just well, just the main event, and then I, just yeah, just just t- tell me about that main event, and then I'm just going to kind of group everything oh, together. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, Zhang is a uh, she's a tough girl, man. Every time she fights, she gets hit, and she keeps coming. She's like the uh, unstoppable force that keeps moving forward. That Jessica Andrade is a she has those like uh, explosive jumps, like that, that that athletic muscle that you work out at the end of every rep when you're trying to make that push. And uh, for that reason, I'm going with Jessica Andre because I think she's going to get that hump. I don't think that she finishes. I don't think that she gets a finish. I think this goes goes to all five rounds. But uh, if I was going to go in the books, I'd have to Jessica Andre. The undercard, uh, you know, is it's a lot of, uh, you know, Asian fighters, obviously, uh, given the locale. Uh, one fight I will say that I think will be really good uh, is the co-main event, uh, Elizu Zaleski. Uh, man, that guy's an action fighter. That dude is, uh, he's a he's a killer. He comes forward and just goes for it, he, whether it be, you know, striking or submissions. You know, he just submitted Curtis Millinder real fast last time out. And he's going up against another China, uh, another uh, China national in Li Jing. Lang, the uh, the leech, and uh, man, these are both action fighters. I think that this is actually going to be a really good fight. Tough one for uh, the Chinese fighter in his hometown. Once again, Zaleski's really good, and it seems like uh, the leech takes a little bit of time to kind of warm up in that first round before he gets going. And I don't know that he can not, you know, really bring it in that first round to match. Uh, Zaleski's uh, pressure. Uh, also on the card, uh, Mark De La Rosa takes on Kai Kara France. That's another pretty good little fight. I really, I really like Kai Kara France right there, just from a physicality standpoint. Uh, if De La Rosa can't get him to the ground to try to go for a submission, I think he could be in trouble. Uh, of course, uh, we also have the debut of an undefeated Russian prospect, Mavzar Evloev, as he takes on another Chinese fighter, Jin Hong Lu. Uh, the females, uh, Japanese versus Chinese here, Mizuki Inoue versus. 
versus Yanan Wu. That rounds out the main card. Um, on the prelims, uh, there's also Anthony Hernandez, Jun Young Park, uh, Andre Sukumtai. I like some Andre Sukumtai in this fight against Sue Muderjai. I've butchered that many times, but I, I, I watched him in his debut. Uh, he took on Luis Smoke, I remember, and he's actually a really exciting uh, stand-up fighter. He's He's got some incredible striking, but uh, Andre Sukumtai has got uh, the wrestling, I think, that will negate that, and as long as he fights a smart fight, I think that's his uh, his to win. Uh, any thoughts uh, from, from you on uh, the rest of this card? I've got a few matchups that I like just off of paper and seeing stats and whatnot and looking at what I think is going to happen, uh, which if you've been following me at all in the last few weeks, don't follow me at all anymore <laughs> because I have been ugly wrong in the last few weeks and my DraftKings have been dead last. So, uh, But if you want my opinion here, uh, I'm just about fading every China fighter on this card as I'm looking at it except – Except for now, nah, fuck it. Why not? Let's just fade them all. I don't even care. I just, I just, I don't know. I just, and and and, and there's a thing is we always joke about about who we're gonna pick, and what we're gonna do, and we joke about the uh, was it the uh, the alpha male card. We were like, we need to take this team alpha male. And if we would have done it that week, we probably would have won like a hundred thousand oh, yeah. dollars. I don't know what would have happened, <laughs> but like right now, I'm sitting here saying fade all of China. So I might just turn around and take all one that's like all lined up with China. And one that's all lined up fighting China, and we're going to see what happens. Uh, but uh, I, if I'm just looking at it from 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 paper, uh, Demir, help me out here because is, I'm going to put Is Magulov? Is Magulov? Is Magulov? I like him, and I'm going to. I'm just running through them, and I'm going to tell you who I like. I like Anthony Hernandez against Jung Young Park. Let's see here, and then I do like uh, Mosvar. Evloev, uh-huh. right there. Let's go keep looking. And these are probably the guys from exactly I'm going to take on my uh, lineup. And then you know that uh, you know when we got to talking about the uh, the the main card up there, it's actually not not too bad. Uh, it's interesting. All the fights there are interesting. These are the main event, but uh, I think that might be all the all the plays I might make this weekend on those on this China card. I tell you what, I really like a parlay with uh, Andre Sukumtai and Kai Car France. I think those are both, you know, feel pretty good about those. They're, you know, they're both relatively decent favorites, but I think a parlay will get them down, get you down to close to even money, and it and it feels like that's a pretty good one. The only China fighter that I I, I think I can get on board with you on fading all the China fighters, actually, with the exception of, and this one's still tough, but that uh, Kenan Song. He's pretty solid. Krantz uh, is Derek Krantz is a tough, you know, tough, tough opponent as well. But uh, I, I do think maybe Kanan Song might get the win there. But uh, yeah, pretty much every other Chinese well, fighter is in very, you the know, one, they're in tough. The one that I'm actually looking about, actually, the only one that you know, I'm, and the one that I was taking against was that. How you pronounce her? Yanan Lu. Yanan Wu. Uh, that would against, be uh, uh, yeah, Yanan Wu. Yanan Wu, and then uh, Mizuki Inoue. Uh-huh. I, I I think I think that you uh, I don't know I'm like I actually think that's going to be a decent little fight right there at 125. Yeah, they're both solid. Uh, Yanan Wu's looked yeah, really so. good, uh, and uh, Mizuki is you know she's she's one of these fighters that's been around a long time. It's and it's kind of surprising she hasn't been in the UFC longer than uh, she has because she's she's was widely regarded as one of the uh, the top strawweight. 
uh, females out there for for a long time. So you know, I think that's uh, I also agree that's going to be a really interesting fight. That and the co-main event, the co-main event is really that's uh, that's a pretty good fight. I'm, I'm excited for the top of the card. Don't know that I'm going to be able to to make it up from like 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. to see the prelims. But like, if the main card starts at six, I figure if I get up about 8:30 or nine, I'll see what I want to see. That's what I was going to say. I'm probably going to miss this whole card after talking about it and getting excited, but I will put in my DraftKings and I will do something, and hopefully I wake up to 30K in my, in my, in my DraftKings. Yeah, no doubt. That would be awesome. This would be, the, this would be the card that would probably happen on, no doubt. Exactly. Yeah. We don't even watch it and we win it all. <laughs> Let's do it. No doubt. Fade in China. Fade China. Yeah, hashtag Fade China in China. <laughs> Well, that's going to wrap oh, us up man, for this yeah. week, man. Man, we don't have much else to talk about. it. You know, next week's fight week. So, of course, we'll have our picks panel joining us. Uh, Jeff Hobbs and Mark Wallace oh, yeah. join us. So, of course, that's always a good time. We'll make picks for Valor 63. And uh, we'll do a little recap of this China card, I guess, and uh, and see where it goes from there, man. Uh, appreciate all of our guests for joining us. As always, uh, thank you to Caleb Miller, Paul Teague, and Tank Wilson Jr. Uh, you can catch all of them, like we said, next week at Valor 63 in Knoxville. You can hear Greg Hopkins calling the action on Flow Combat if you can't be there live, but I suggest you be there live. For my co-host, Greg Hopkins, I'm Tim Lloyd signing off till next week. This has been the Valor Hour and we are done. This is an MMA report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Coming up on this week's edition of the MMA Report Podcast, you are going to hear my interviews with Derek Krantz, who fights on Saturday at UFC on ESPN Plus 15. Talk to two fighters. We are part of the Bellator Featherweight World Grand Prix, Emmanuel Sanchez and Pat Curran. Plus, I'm going to chat with Caleb Miller about his fight next week at Valor FC 63. And we talk about the notorious one, Conor McGregor's interview with Ariel Hawani. Our biggest takeaways, and Jason Floyd has one important question that he thought should have been asked. We recap Bellator 225, 14 fights, 14 finishes. A preview of the ESPN card this weekend in China. A look at what Paige Van Zandt is saying and, and plenty more on the podcast, Jason. And of course, this week's podcast is presented by MyBookie. Listen to this week's podcast to find out the special offer that MyBookie has for the MMA Report podcast listener. Of course, you can check out the MMA Report podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com. The MMA Report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.